As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You're listening to Boobies and Newbies. Brought to you by the Frolic Podcast Network. everybody and welcome to a special holiday edition of Boobies and Newbies, the podcast that asks novice romance readers to think outside the dick in a box and brave the unbridled world of erotica. I'm your host Kelly Reynolds and today's romance review marks the fourth episode in Boobies and Newbies second annual holiday special, The 12 Days of Boobsmas. That's right, it is the fourth day of Boobsmas. All December long, we're celebrating surly ex-convicts, Santa proposals, sexy snowball fights, and questionable business prospects in a small town. So awesome! <laughs> All with 12 holiday-themed romance novellas, 12 podcasts, and 12 giveaways. Join us December 1st through 23rd for all the festive fun. What better way to amuse yourself while holiday shopping? Joining me today for the fourth day of Boobs Miss is one of my oldest friends turned glamorous LA actress. It's Miss Kristen Clement. It's me. It's you. You're back. <laughs> I'm back. I couldn't get enough the first time. I had to come back. Yeah. If there's anything erotic you need me to read, you'll do, I will it. do it. You are there. <laughs> well, and what's funny is you've had a really unique experience with boobies and newbies because you your first episode was actually our live show that we performed well, that in was February. The first time you did it, right? Yeah, yeah. So it yeah. was my first live show and it was your first episode with us and then now you're doing a boobs miss episode. So you I get know. like all the special events. I'm so honored. I feel like I'm on Ellen and I just pulled up on her 12 days of giveaways or something. <laughs> oh god, that's like one of my dreams is oh. like to I mean I'd love to go to an Ellen taping period, but like I want to go to a Christmas one. I've been and it's I I got the lucky occasion to go on her birthday. <gasps> So did she give away stuff? Well, yes. I mean, she probably just gives away stuff every day anyway. She does all the time. But her, her show in general is great to go to. It's just a happy, really great environment. And it yeah. just, oh, just gives you all the feels and it's fantastic. But 
We were trying to get on for months and months, and we were just on the waiting list. Not yet, not yet. And one of the producers, or one of the you know people that recruit audience members, they were like, oh, so sorry, we've been trying to get you in, but would you mind maybe going to one of her birthday shows? It's like, would I mind? Absolutely yeah. not. I will be there. I will be there. Should I bring a gift? Should I wear a hat? Like I what? wanted to. And yeah. <laughs> so we went and I got like a, a Obama inaugural, inaug- is that the right word? Inaug- inaugural. Inaugural? Inaugural watch. Yeah. <laughs> which is beautiful and gorgeous. I got a Blackberry. Oh my God. I got a two or three day trip to Vegas with like what? $50 worth of playing money and like all this stuff. It was incredible. And I was like, this is the happiest day ever. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I've been to, I mean, I feel like one of the, one of my favorite things about living in LA is the fact that you can go to live tapings of shows. Mm-hmm. And it's like, for some reason, one of the few free things you can do, like you have to pay to go see like a movie in the park, but right. you can go see Conan two feet away from you for free. Totally. Yeah, so... It's it's amazing. And you can do the, you know, on Actors Access and stuff, the working audience roles. I did that for The Real when it was first starting out. Oh, nice. I've seen them too. I've been to that one. Yeah. So I went to that one, but it was like when they were just kind of finding their footing and it was the pilot and it wasn't really taking off yet. Okay. And I just remember sitting there thinking like, oh my God, like this is ridiculous. I don't know if anyone's ever going to watch this. (laughs) I love those girls, but this is really rough. Like they were just finding their stride. But then, so then like months, years later when it was like really picked up and it was everywhere. Right. I was watching. I was like, oh. How wrong I was. They're really fantastic. I yeah. I, I liked the real. I, I'm not like an avid watcher of um, usually the like daytime TV I watch is like in the morning because I usually don't work until like the afternoon right. evening. So I'll watch um, like Kelly and Ryan in the morning oh, or yeah. I love the talk show that's on Hallmark Channel in the morning. Um, home and family. It like home and family. It gets a little Jesus-y for okay. my personal I case. Say, I was wondering. I was like, but it's more, it's wholesome. It's okay. like, that's the, you know, like, and they interview people, like, from the Hallmark movies and stuff. And they make, um, you know, yummy recipes and whatever. But I have been to The Real, and Megan and I, um, this is my roommate, we watch The Masked Singer, and we are convinced yes. that the Flamingo this season is Adrian Bayon. Interesting. That's a good guess. Yeah. I don't want... It's my cousin's show, actually. She's okay. She's producer on that show. Well, there you go. I don't want her to give away any spoilers. No, and I won't <laughs> either, but I just... I never watched the show because I just never really got around to it. And yeah. And my roommate was like, I love this show! And my cousin, she was just like, I don't know if anyone watches this, but then it like started getting really good. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm going to watch an episode. And I watched one. My problem is I'm way too impatient with the payoffs. Right. You're like, like, tell me what it is. You gotta wait. And then if they don't make it, you gotta wait. And I'm like, I can't, I can't do it. Just tell me if it's, tell me if it's Kelly Osborne or not. I, did you guess I Kelly was Osborne? right about that one. Okay. She was like on our short list of people. But we also kind of cheat where it's like we go online and we're like, oh. let's see what people think and who it might be. And Oh, you cheater, cheater. Sometimes, although we did get Dr. Drew, like, um, all on our own. Dr. Drew did it? Yeah. Oh, I love that. We man. were very proud that we got Dr. Drew. But um funny. yeah, no, we're we're convinced it's gotta be Adrian Bayon because she's just got like I remember her from Cheetah Girls. Oh, yeah. Like she's got this voice that you're like, oh yeah. She's got a very sound that's very unique to her. Yeah, yeah. I think she's gonna win the whole thing because she's like very talented. She is. She's yeah. she's really 
like behind the scenes you wouldn't know it until she starts to do her yeah and you're like oh okay you're fantastic so if anybody's not watching the masked singer um <laughs> you need to be you need to watch the masked singer yeah it's for so me, everybody's I'm too like, i love yeah. it yeah it's great the concept is really cute i'm just impatient that's I need, fair i need the payoff right away that's fair i get, I get it i even like texted my cousin i was like okay i know you can't tell me i'll sign an nda just please just tell that me ladybug that person i need that instant gratification I need that now instant gratification <laughs> and passion about being a good sleuth oh gosh being a good sleuth oh i love it i mean that's my other favorite genre too are mysteries, mysteries it's like romance yeah. or like murder or romance and murder and watch them snapped like perfectly fine with me too yeah yeah, I heard no. it the other night. My roommate was watching. I was like, "Is that snapped?" I hear an ominous voice talking about a single woman moving to the suburbs. Well, and when we did our live show, obviously we were like the opening act for my worst date podcast. I love them so much. Are they the to them best? On the way here. Oh, were you? Legit listening yeah. to them on the way here. I love the, because of them, I now watch Dateline whenever it's on. <laughs> <laughs> or I'll write down the Dateline that they're referring to. Yes. And I'll be like, oh, i got to watch that one. And I'll go back really and watch it. But I, it's so funny because I, I do like true crime podcasts, but I don't, um, I, it's, it's almost like you and Mass Singer where it's like, I don't have the patience to listen to like the whole thing most of right. the time. But I really like the way that they cover the crazy and love stories on My Worst Date. Yeah, I like the way they do it. And it's yeah. quick and concise and you get the payoff. Yeah. I'm like, it, like, it oh, takes nice. the things I love most, you know, rom-coms and murder and it's like puts awesome. them together. They were just talking about romantic comedies for Christmas oh, and they were talking gosh. about the holiday. And Classic. Keegan was all by herself with the, uh, she liked Jack Black. And all the girls were like, no, they don't like him? They I haven't listened of, to this one yet, obviously. Right. They, they didn't not like him. They were just like, mm, I don't see it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I feel you, girl. Like, Jack Black's adorable in that I film. think he's adorable, too. Like, Jude Law is super adorable he's in it, all, too. He's always Jude Law. For yeah. Me, I couldn't get on board with Cameron. I was like, she's being too, like, I'm Cameron Diaz. Like, it was oh, yeah. almost over the top. Yeah. But the story, great story yeah. on both storylines. It's a cute really one. Cute. It's not like one of my like top Christmas picks. Like it's not one that I'm like I have to watch. But like right. when, but it's when it's on, on TV, I totally it. watch it start to finish. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, shout out to my worst day. Yeah, we shout out to my worst day. Sorry, I had to worship them for two minutes. They were on the first day of Boobs Miss. So by the time this episode airs, hopefully everyone will have listened to their episode of already. Of course, of course. Yeah. So today, um, Kristen and I are going to be talking about A Bad Boy for Christmas by (laughs) Alex Wolf. And this Mm. novella, which is about 135 pages, was published this time last year, December 2018. It's available on Amazon for just $2.99 Kindle edition. This is my first Kindle experience as well. Was it? I've never Kindled. Really? Okay. I like physical pages. I like to write them with my fingers. I like to write in my books. I do too. I do too. So this one, I was a little bit like, I don't know if I can do this. Yeah. And once I got through it, I was like, okay, this is nice. Oh, I can highlight? Oh, okay. I know. So that's like, I mean, I love physical books too. Like, but the beauty of like an ebook too is just kind of the accessibility. Like you can just buy it at the click of a button. It's like you said, I do like the highlighting tool, especially for the podcast. But yeah, yeah you're right. There's just nothing quite like a, a physical book in your hands. Yes. So good. Um, although I don't think I, I sometimes kind of save buying the physical book for mm-hmm. something that I'm like, 
yes, I need that in my life. <laughs> I want to carry this around and show people yeah. that I'm reading this book. Look how smart I am. I'm reading Trevor Noah's No. Like, <laughs> well, and I'll do it with see me reading this. I'll do it with romance, but I don't know if this is the book that I would proudly tote no. with me in person. I would not. Yeah, this so guy would be wrapped in a book cover of some kind <laughs> because I just all. Oh. I and then, shamed. and then sent to the library for um <laughs> their bins. Yes, <laughs> giveaway. This one's in the giveaway bin. Yeah, you know I've got to say, but I mean, and I'll give everybody the synopsis too before we start judging. Um, oh, please do. But it's, it's definitely it's. Yeah, you know what? We'll just let's take it from the synopsis, yes, and we'll let's just dive go from in there. You guys be the judge. <laughs> so the first sentence in the synopsis is really what caught me because it's like. Everything I need in life. And it says, Hallmark meets Fifty Shades. I mean... And this is the second book we've read for Boobs Miss this season, where it's promised me Hallmark-esque storytelling mm-hmm. um, with, like, a little more sauciness. Right. Yeah, and the first one was our second day of Boobs Miss episode, and then this one would be the second one. Um, so, Hallmark meets Fifty Shades. He's at the top of the naughty list, checks off all the boxes on the you should run up far away checklist <laughs> so for uh, my my worst date gals this is uh the red flag list the red flag. basically the flags. best friend's new stepbrother broody hot as sin mysterious past pissed off at the world everyone says he's trouble Parker even has the leather jacket for crying out loud. I mean, just count the red flags. Like, it's, all of them. They're Little just quilt. adding up. I can't take my eyes off him, though. When he's in the room, I can feel his gaze on me at all times, heating me from within. All I wanted to do was come home for the holidays and spend Christmas with friends and family before I had to go out in the real world ugh, um. and put my degrees to use. <laughs> <laughs> Darling, you won't do that. <laughs> yeah, especially when you major in interior design. <laughs> or theater. What are you going to do with your life? We're polar opposites. There's no way it would ever work between us. But the first time he touches me and electricity blooms across my skin, I know one thing. All I want for Christmas is him. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I have to stay. I have to say from the from the start, um, it's interesting to me that the entire synopsis. Well, first of all, you don't even know the main character's name from the synopsis. Her name is Lake. Um, It's interesting that the entire synopsis is told from her point of view Mm -hmm. um, because I feel like the majority of the story focuses far too heavily on Parker. Yes, that was one of the things. And uh, Kristen and I talked about this um, off microphone is it was one of the things that led me to believe that this book was written by a male author. Yes. And we were, this was an assumption we both made while we were reading, not having looked up the author what whatsoever. By the time we got to the end of the book and flipped to the about the author page, there he Boom. was, Dude. Alex Wolf. Swole. Black t-shirt. Yeah. I do this in my downtime when I'm going to CrossFit. Yeah. It's a dude. Yeah. I knew it. In the first couple pages, I was like, 
this reads like this is from a dude's perspective of what he thinks a woman wants to hear. What That's he what it is. A woman yeah, wants. and you know what? When people ask me, they're like, you know, do you think men should write romance? I'm like, absolutely no, not. No, they should. No, and I, I think men should write it. I think men should read it. I think that has no bearing whatsoever on right. how good a romance novel can be. Is you know what gender the author is, but. I will say that what you said, it it perfectly encapsulates it, is that it seemed like it was written, it was almost like somebody had read Fifty Shades of Grey and thought, oh, I can tell that in a better way. And it was still very much, let me tell you how the perfect woman is, you know, and let me tell you how this is her fantasy. Exactly. It just, it just... I could, I'm with you. I could tell almost from the beginning where I was like, this doesn't feel like a woman writing about a woman. Like I'm, I'm confused. And he acknowledges in the book, a lot of different, um, stereotype scenarios of what women want. Like I want a guy to rescue me. There's like a damsel in distress moment. Mm -hmm. Oh, he's so bad. But I kind of like it. I, yeah. I don't want the bad boy. It's like he takes all these little themes and just throws them at us. Like, oh, here, here's a little bit of the notebook and here's a little bit of uh, this. And yeah. Oh, yeah, you guys want babies, right? Let me talk about how I want to give you babies. I'm like, well, right, well, right. Maybe not all women want. Right. Yeah. Stuff. And then, it, but it was also to like, um, like this is like the ideal woman, you know, like because she's different. It was very like manic pixie dream girl very. at times where it's it's she's like quiet, but she wants she's to quiet. Be she likes whiskey. You yes. know. Oh god, that cracked me up the most, and that's when I knew I was like a dude wrote this. Um, I forget whose perspective it was. I think it was Lake's perspective. Yeah. Yeah. When she was like. I went to the bar. I didn't want to order a fruity drink or he brought back drinks Yeah, he for brings them. her drinks and he makes the assumption that she would want a pink drink. Yes. No, I don't. I want whiskey. And I was like, oh, it's a man's fantasy right there. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Every guy wants like a surly whiskey drinker. Not well, like, mm, and I'm on spring break with my The friends. main conflict throughout the entire story, which is barely a conflict, is basically Parker's assumption that well, Lake's such a good girl, and yes. she deserves so much more than me. And then when they get into the bedroom and, you know, she likes it a little rougher, mm-hmm. he's like, oh, my God, she's amazing. But, like, no, you deserve more. It, again, it very much echoed Fifty Shades for me, where it's yes. like he, the Christian Grey character of kind Dominant of, like, male. pushing her away. Like, you're so much better. Yes. I'm I'm a wreck. But also, like, I can't stay away from yes. you. That I was need you. Ridiculous. There yeah, were it was too many moments of like I'm no good for you. Stay away. That I was like the you. whole story. I mean, granted, this is only 135 pages, you know. Um, but uh, I think I think maybe it would have been more because we have this relationship between Lake and Parker, but then we also have Parker's sister or stepsister, right? Parker's stepsister Cassie, who is Lake's best friend. Mm-hmm. It's Cassie, right? It's Cassie. Okay, Cassandra. Cassandra. Um, and I thought I was like, oh, well, you already have like natural conflict here. If it's like, if it's going to be a problem between like their family or their relationship between Lake and Cassie, you know? Um, but again, that would have focused a little bit more, I feel like on the central female friendship, which, you know, is not a main part of this story. Like, I mean, that was another thing that I read in the first couple pages where, her and her best friend Cassandra were having a conversation. She's like, oh, just give me a glass of water, bitch. Like, yeah. the way that they use the word bitch as a term of endearment. A lot. Like, I was, 
<laughs> that's when I also knew it was written by a guy. I was like, he thinks that we talk to each yeah. other like that. And I was like, we don't, I don't even say like, hey, bitch. Yeah. Like, sure, maybe young 20-somethings are like, haha, you're being a bitch. Like, that'll happen every yeah. once in a while, but I don't sit or, here and drink Or coffee. very dated. Like, yes. it seems like it's not something that I would assume was written this time last year. Yeah. Like, it does seem very much like, if that's like, oh, we all call each other bitch. I'm like, well, that, that was a, a thing back in Mean Girls in, yeah. like, 2004, you know, where they're like, you all need to stop calling each other bitches and hoes. Right. Like, you know, because then guys, guys do it. Guys can do it. And boom, this guy did it and he put it in a book. Yeah, exactly. 14 years later. 14 years later. <laughs> so that just felt very out of place to me. And yeah. very, like, I think a dude wrote this. Yeah, yeah. And again, it's it's not a matter of, um, you know, the gender of the author making a book better or worse you know it just it very much felt it felt false like Mm -hmm. it felt it didn't feel like romance first of all to me like that I think it it bordered a little bit more erotica because of Mm -hmm. this like sexual journey um but at the same time there is like this romantic storyline that um this has been a problem for me in a lot of uh romances I've read and noticed this year especially is that there's like this hot connection but we don't actually see them falling in love which is like a trademark of romance is that you know that's what makes romance romance and not erotica right i mean we have this sudden romantic moment at the end with like (laughs) their well at the very end there's a proposal in the epilogue and end so we don't care about spoilers alert in this no 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 no. just tell you know especially because this isn't this isn't necessarily the book that I would recommend no. for someone to read. I will say it's a quick read, and if you want to be entertained, yes, to read I would this say if you book, want to be entertained and you want a little bit of erotica with a hint of like, ha, this is ridiculous, then this is the book for you. <laughs> That's the blurb that should be on the cover of the book. Yes, and I wanted to, I wanted to ask you two things. Okay. Um, one, one question I have for erotica in general, cause I don't read a lot of it is, mm-hmm. is the dick usually the driving force, the character behind the novel, or is this just specific to this book? Erotica focuses much more on a sexual journey or sexual awakening. And there might be a happy ending or relationship ending with the story as well, but right. it focuses specifically on this sexual journey. Okay. So... Yes, there might be dicks there. <laughs> this one seemed very dick driven. It was like it, yeah. my cock wanted her so bad, and it was she like was another so character. I was like, wow, he's really like a set. Is this normal? Like, I was like, okay, well, that's how your dick feels. How do you, how do you feel? feel, buddy? Like, how are you, Parker? What's going on, Parker? And then one of my, I was just telling Kelly this. One of my favorite moments was, you know, he's a bad boy. He's from the wrong side of the tracks. Mm. Do you don't want to get involved with me? You don't want to get mixed up with me? I was messed up. And then this whole book, she's like, what did he do? I don't understand. I don't yeah. care what he did. Literally, we hear this for a good 70% of the story. Yes. I don't care. I like you anyway. And again, this is from the standpoint of what he thinks our female fantasy is, which is like, mm-hmm. oh my God, I can fix him. A bad boy that I can fix. Right. There's nothing too big. There's we can get over it together. through this. And then there's this moment in the book where it comes out and he's like, I was in prison, okay? And you're like, okay. And you know what? The minute he said I was in prison, 
I was like, the first thing I thought of was I was like, oh, okay, watch. It's going to be something where it's like he wrongfully went to prison. He's still in a good life. Or he it's went, okay. yeah, I was like, even though he went to prison, this is going to paint him in a wonderful light yes, somehow. Yes, sexy prison. He's yes. a good guy. <laughs> Enter next page when the author reveals that the reason Parker went to prison was because he beat up on a guy for being abusive to his girlfriend, yes. like in public. And it doesn't even sound like he like beat the shit out of this guy. It sounds like he, he like hit him over. once and the guy fell over and hit his head. <laughs> yes, on the concrete. And then the girlfriend who, you know, uh, was being abused, she didn't want to come forward and say that. Right. And so... She, be- so she pressed charges and flipped up. Yeah. And- and Parker went to prison. Although it sounds like he went to prison for like a while a long too. While. Like he mentions he's like, yeah, after years in the pen. I'm like, years. And years? he's saying it as if it's like, it's. I feel like he's sharing it, but sharing it in a way that's like, oh, I'm just, I'm so wounded. Don't you want it? I'm so yeah. wounded. Don't you like this? Oh, I went to, I went to prison because you know, I, I, I sexy, I, I saved a sexy girl from her. From her abusive boyfriend, and oh gosh, I'm such a good guy. I'm just a steamy <laughs> superhero. I'm such a good guy. You don't deserve me. You don't deserve this amazing I mean, superhero. I don't deserve man. you. <laughs> I was like, oh come on, stop. I it. kept waiting for it to go deeper. Like I was like thinking, um, like I thought part of the reason he was like, oh, she's so good and I'm so bad, and you know, she can do so much better than me. I thought it was gonna have to deal with like the sex, like mm-hmm. something about like how he only can be rough because of something or, or, you know, and I know that's not how BDSM works. Like people have this idea. We didn't get the Christian gray payoff of like, (laughs) look, here's my past. Yeah. Like I was, why I am the way I I was like thinking when he mentioned prison, I'm like, oh my God, was he like, you know, sexually assaulted in prison? Like, is, is he wounded because of that? He can't be open, you know, like what? And and no, no, it was sexy superhero. Yeah, it was, it was just prison. It was prison. prison for several years. And, but it's so funny because everybody treats him like such a piece of shit. (laughs) And I'm like, that's the reason that's it. Like if you, if you set this up to the point where his, um, it's, it's his mother has married Cassandra's father at some point while he was in prison. So he's basically been brought into this family and they all are like, stay away from us. Bad news. Cassandra, don't hang out with him. Lake, you're friends with Cassandra. Stay away from him. Like he, he is terrible. And I'm just like, from what? Like what? What what evidence do we have to go off of? Exactly. So that was, I was like, if you're setting this up this far, this better be a damn good reason. A good payoff. And it wasn't. And it was quick. And it was just like, I was in prison. Yeah. Yeah. I saved this girl. Really sucked. Really? Yeah, exactly. And then she's like, oh, yeah, make love to me. Yeah, exactly. She immediately was like, oh, okay. Which was my response, too. I'm like, oh, okay. I I have to say, like, as much as I, as, as ridiculous as a lot of this book is, Lake, I feel like, was the one character that... To some degree, I was like, okay, you seem like a normal human. Yeah, like, she had very human moments. Yeah, I was like, okay, you know, she she responds to everything in like, I feel like a, nor- a normal response would be like, why, you know, she tries to talk things out. She, mm-hmm. you know, tries to figure out like, what's wrong with this guy? Yes, she wants to fix him and everything, right. which is also, I mean, I feel like... <laughs> very normal for real life too. Very, very, yeah, yeah. typical in some 
ways that girls handle things. Yeah. We want to fix. We want to nurture. And then even when she's planning on, you know, she just finished grad school. She's like, well, I'm probably not going to stay here. I need to go get a job in a different city. And even at the end, she still is pursuing that. Like, regardless of whether or not she and Parker have a relationship. I liked the fact that it wasn't she had to choose one or the other. Like, it's not like she, he poses or you know asks her to stay and she's like okay I'll leave the job right you know like I'll leave the job to be with you like that didn't happen so I did like that because I was afraid especially having read the rest of the story right. that that's where it was gonna go is she was gonna leave everything behind that's to be with too. him I don't care what anyone says yeah my job exactly I yeah I have to say too. I feel like the ending and the sexual content were probably like my favorite parts in the book but not that's not to say I felt like the ending didn't match the rest of the story. No. I liked the ending. I was kind of okay with the end. Yeah. Like, so basically it, it wraps up at a Christmas festival and in the small town of isn't it called Hope? I think it's called Hope. Very Hallmark. Very yeah. Hallmark. And they're having their Christmas festival and the Santa isn't moving the way Santa normally moves. What's going on with that Santa? And then we realize that it's Parker or he's, he's dressed up like Santa confessing his love in front of everyone. Or doesn't he sing? Yeah, he sings. He sings, he sings a Christmas song because he's like, I don't know what to say, so I'm going to sing. And then at the end, um, which I'm, by the way, not familiar with this Christmas song. It's called... Christmas every day. I've never heard that. Song. I haven't either. And people are probably listening. Like, how dare how you? you? That's my know? favorite <laughs> holiday song. I don't know it. And I've never heard it but either. he starts singing, and then at the end, there's something about like, just say you love me too. And then at the end of him singing, he like holds the microphone out to her, and yeah, she's like, "No pressure. I love you too." <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't. oh, oh that's always an awkward situation for me. I feel bad for sometimes the girl. It's like, okay, well, you can't say no now. You've got an audience. You're in front of a football field. Like, yep. Well, and then, and then they do a little epilogue where it's a year later at the same Christmas festival and they're still together and he does a very public proposal there in the same place. And I'm just like, who is letting this guy hijack (laughs) the the Christmas festival festival two years in a row? Like, what's going to be the next one? They, they're like, oh, I'm pregnant again. Cause spoiler alert, she also is pregnant, like, by the end. Yes. And they name the baby after her friend Cassandra her friend by the way is a terrible friend she's not a good friend (laughs) like let's go out let's do this I'm like you're awful yeah she like near the see this was the thing is I feel like near the end they all started to have these redeeming moments yes that I was like okay it doesn't make up for the fact, though, that they were garbage human beings <laughs> yes. up until now. That one page of her having a come to Jesus moment does right. not make up for the t- right. Him all of pages. a sudden dressing up as Santa to profess his love. I'm like, well, yes. that's lovely, but where did this guy come from? Yes, and another hilarious part, and I'm sh- I have an ex. Um, ex- ex- uh, what is it called? Excerpt. <laughs> <laughs> I just had a brain spasm. An excerpt from the book. When he has a moment where he realizes that he loves her and it's when they're having sex and he's like, I'm going to put a baby in her. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, really? Like, I feel like the author sees that as the fantasy of what what we want. We want, we want you to put a baby in us. We want the picket fence. Mm -hmm. We want to drink whiskey with you and, and act like we don't want your dick, but we really want your dick. Cause I'm a different kind of girl. I'm, I'm I'm the one I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, what is it in, um, 
what's that cute movie? Uh, he's just not that into you. And it's like, she's oh, yes. the exception. Yeah. That's what it is. Like, you're the exception. You're the girl that she likes whiskey instead of fruity drinks. Of and course. she's gorgeous and like cute, but also naughty. She wants kids, but she wants me to like really give it to her to put that kid inside <laughs> of her. It's like, and she's longing for my cock. And, and she's also really? a businesswoman. Like, a I, business she won't woman. compromise her business for family. Yeah. Yeah. She can do it all. How does she do <laughs> How it? How does she do it? <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's, um, yeah. <laughs> it's really, and it's like, he's, he's a bad boy this entire book, but there's this, this moment where he just has a catharsis and he's like, you know what? I want to put a baby in her. I want to raise kids with her. You're like, really? Just in the last two minutes? Just yeah. Because- and that was how I no. felt about the Santa thing at the end. And you know what? I am all for like a surly, reformed, bad boy character. Like I'm all for it. But you, I want to see the emotional growth mm-hmm. that especially being with this person that you're going to end up with at right. the end of the story, the way that they influence you. Because... It's, I love seeing stories in romance where it's them growing individually, but also as a couple. Right. And I felt like that was, we didn't see either of those. We don't really see mm-hmm. much change from any of the characters. No. Like, and I, I realize it's a short story, but I mean, they're also, all of them are in places of transition, mm-hmm. which I feel like is like the time where you could have the most growth and change. Like you have two characters who are right out of college and grad school and trying to figure out their next steps. And then you have Parker who's recently released from prison and basically has to start his life all over again Yeah, by, you know, finding a place to live, starting that questionable business that he begins. We don't know. (laughs) That was like something I just thought was so odd was his, I mean, it's they make it sound so easy in the book where I'm like, okay, well, if that's all it takes to do this business <laughs> and make this money, I'm going to do it. Because it basically is like he just finds stuff from out of the country, has it imported cheaply, and then sells, and sells it again it. in yeah. America for more money. And I'm just like, well, if it's that easy, like, I can do that. Right. <laughs> Why like, is this so shady and scary and under the book? Right. And then truffles. Who knew truffles were like the big ticket item I didn't know but yeah there's this like you said there's no why is being with her changing you why yeah what about her is making you change your stripes and yeah find yourself and it just didn't seem like we explored any of that and, and it was it's just wrapped up in a pretty bow at the end like mm, okay yep uh, right I told you what I did and you accepted me still great I love you Let me put right and that should be like, like a part of it but it's like if he's also he sees himself as like a piece of shit like yeah. start to finish I'm like what changes then at the end for you to realize that you might be worthy of being with this woman? You know, everybody tells you that, but again, that's their influence on you. What did you do? What did you realize? And I feel like that's what was missing for me. And honestly, again, like if this had the same ending and there was just different character development and growth over the story, I feel like I would have liked it a lot more. Yeah. Because the sex... Let's talk about that. Like, that's actually pretty raunchy and fun. I was not that mad at that. I was no. very, it was, it was a little dirty, a little naughty. Yeah. Which I liked, but it was respectful. It wasn't like, there were a couple moments where it was kind of beating you over the head with like, I feel like I'm in control, but oh my gosh, she makes me feel like I'm not in control. Yeah. But I didn't really, 
get that in the scenes. Right, really. right. To yeah. me, oh, it yeah. still seemed very him-driven. He was very much in control. And she was very much... Yeah. There's that like, one... I don't like it. I do. There's that one sex scene where he basically... I think it's near the end and he basically, like, lets her take the reins. Right. Like, he's, like, fucking her and then he's like, okay, you know, what... You're in control. Like, what do you want? And um, she even says, I think it's from Lake's point of view, and she's like, oh, I realize, like, what a big moment this is because, like, he hates giving up control. Mm-hmm. He doesn't like, you know, trusting others. And I'm like, how do you know all that? Where is that coming from? Because exactly. I haven't seen any of that. I would have liked to see the journey of how they got there instead yeah. of just, like, one sentence of, like, wow, I never give up control. That right. was great. And I was like, wait. Like, the only moment we, we really <laughs> see the two of them together in what is – kind of a date but not really is when he basically goes to the club with her Mm -hmm. and Cassie because he's like I don't want people like scamming on her but like there's no moment where it's like them getting to know each other there's no dating it's literally just this lust between the two of them and I'm like that's great but like where's the love you know I want to see you falling in love too if by the end of the book you're saying I love you right like so, a huge, the lifeline of the book just feels very much relying on the heat, right? And the attraction and the magnetism, which I'm like, that's great, but great. that's also not a love story. But, I'm like, but why? Mm-hmm. And what? Yeah, <laughs> what does exactly. she do that drives you crazy? What is she? You know, I would have loved to see more of her sarcasm with him. Yeah, I would like to see more of their playful repertoire back and forth. Right. But this was just all like, I, I just she gives me this feeling. He gives me this weird feeling. Yeah, because it goes on her side too. I'm like, what is what has he done at all? Yeah. to like show you that he could be a partner that you want to be with. Like exactly. she's constantly saying, I want to be with him, but he doesn't want to be with me. I'm so into him, and he doesn't realize how great he is. Is he? How great is he? We haven't seen any indication no. that he's a good man, a good partner. He's, you know, restarting his life and, like, doing that. That's strong. Like, right. I want to see more talk about that. Yeah. Or we hadn't wasted so much time on just reaffirming that he's a bad boy, stay away. He's a bad boy, stay away. Yeah, like, over we and over again. Like, we some of that time being like, well, why? And yeah. what about the two of them is so great? Like, I want to go on this journey with them. And all the, so all the sex scenes were great and hot for me mm-hmm. but kind of empty and like cheap like yeah. you're cheating like you're just because it wasn't really answers. building up to it no. there wasn't like the emotional tie to so yeah no I'm I'm with you like the sex scenes were were fun um there's definitely it's definitely got a dom sub vibe very much so. for a lot of it um so I mean if you're into like the alpha alpha mm-hmm. man and everything you'll probably really enjoy the sex scenes for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, you know what? I'm all for like the Dom sub relationships. I have such a hard time, me personally, reading stories where he calls her a slut, but it's like in in the sense like, oh, you're a dirty little slut. Yeah. (laughs) Your daddy's little slut. I'm just like, those are the two that I can't get on board with are daddy and slut. I'm just like, and then you put the two together. I'm like, "Mm, Mm, no, no daddy sluts up in here. Yeah, exactly. But that's just my personal preference. No, I'm the same way. And I like the Dom submissive um, play. I I think it's great and it's fun, but it was just too obvious and too quick. Yeah. And with no substance or weight behind it. Yeah. It's like, surface level. Yeah. For sure. It's just very surface level. Yeah. But, but, yeah. And then in the end, he puts a baby in her. He puts a baby in her. Oh my God. <laughs> That's actually so, so sometimes uh, guests have asked me on the show. Right. 
what's what's kind of like the typical talk when it comes to birth control in romance novels mm-hmm. and I tell them I'm like okay well usually now um in 2019 like a lot of modern romances both um both historical because there were birth control methods right. in historical romance um or historical times they Usually there's some talk of like a condom or, (laughs) oh no, I'm on the pill or, you know, something about birth control. And it's almost like a sign to me when they don't mention it. I'm like, oh, someone's getting pregnant tonight. And so I was like thinking, oh, this is maybe that's not the case because they haven't talked about it. Maybe this is just like a laziness on the writer's behalf. But then by the end when he was like... I'm going to put a baby in you and everything. I was like, oh, okay. So this was actually planned all along that just they don't use birth control throughout the entire yes. story. And then, because a part of me was like, she can be pregnant already. Yeah, like, she could. They never use birth control throughout the story. No. Like anytime they have sex. And so I was like, especially that bothered me because she is like a very smart, very strong yes. woman that I'm like, I... Even if you're okay with this, I want there to be mentioned. Like, I want to see you acknowledge this. And by the end of it, it's, you know, she just gets pregnant. It's a year later. They have a baby. Yeah. Name it Cassandra. Yeah. It's just, again, wrapping it up in a pretty bow. Very surface. Very empty. And I'm trying to find the expert that I Where he says, I'm going to put a baby in you. I'm going to put a baby in you. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Here we go. Okay. Um, He says, fuck, I love this woman. Thought you'd never ask. I smacked her ass and drove my cock up into her. Fuck, Parker! That's what I'm doing. I'm gonna put a baby in you for Christmas. <laughs> Holy shit! Her eyes rolled to the back of her head. Like, as if... Yeah. Babies. It's it's just, again, the typical stereotype of like, um, we want to fix our bad boys and we want to have babies. And the minute he says babies, like, oh, my ovaries yes, go babies. wild. <laughs> put a baby in me. My ovaries are burning. And I was just like, oh. Yeah. They're... Oh. I mean, we might as well get into sex groups oh, now. Please, but please um, read me again. They're... Uh, so there's there's a lot to choose from. I mean, there's definitely multiple scenes to choose from. And the one <laughs> the one that I wanted to share something from is so after the he sings his little Christmas song as Santa, <laughs> yes. they they basically that whole scene is so weird because I oh, thought like Lord. that was gonna be the end, right? Yeah. Like him singing I love you too, great. No, then it turns into him basically like hoisting her up in his arms and then yes. like making out as they're and like dry humping as he's like carrying her across town square yes. and to his like car and, <laughs> and people are just right there watching and then he's like basically dry fucking her against his car and I'm like, wait, we're still here? Like, <laughs> and then he takes her home and um. You know, he's still, like, dressed like Santa and everything when they start hooking up. Right. And he's talking about how he's got the pillow as Santa's belly and everything. Like, oh, it's getting in the way. And, um, but, so this was the section that um, I saved. And this is right after they parked and they got into his house. I'm curious to see if it's the same section that I She says, is Santa going to do dirty things to me? I looked down at her and grinned like the devil. He came to town. I sat her down in front of my door and pulled her beanie up over one of her ears, then put my mouth next to it. Now he's going to come in your pussy. (laughs) (laughs) We had one of those, one of our boobs in this episode last year basically went 
rampant with like the sexual innuendos with Santa and like stuffing your stocking and like coming down your (laughs) chimney and stuff. And that's what this reminded me of. Like it was just, it was later in that same, on the same page later down, Lake, Lake yanked my pants down and went to her knees in front of me in nothing but a white lace bra and panties. You know, white because she's pure and good. She wrapped her slender fingers around my cock and looked up at me with those gorgeous eyes. Is this my Christmas present? I nodded. It's all yours. I think it's the best present I've ever gotten. Oh my god. It's a dick in a box. Stop. (laughs) It's a dick in a box. It's a dick in a box. This whole book was basically like, I feel like I just opened a dick in the box. Yeah, there you go. Surprise! And I didn't necessarily order it. Yeah. Oh no, this is one of the, okay, so I'm going to read another piece of it. Same scene? I, I believe so. Wait, the biggest load of my, okay, I, I don't remember what point this is. Um, the best Christmas present of all time, my cock pistoned in and out of her as I fucked her harder and harder. I didn't want it to ever end. I wanted to stay buried in lake for the rest of my life. I wanted to put a baby after baby in her and never stop. I wanted to spend the rest of my life with her, making sure every need was fulfilled and that she was taken care of. I wanted her to have everything she wanted. Like, so again, just playing into did the you did you want everything her to have everything want. she wanted? <laughs> we we want a man to come and rescue us. We want a man to be bad but really good on the inside. We want him to give us a bunch of babies and we want him to take care of us and have a big deck. And I have a big deck, and I want his deck in a box. It's like, no, in a box. we don't all want that. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a lot. It's, it's like you lot. watch The Notebook and, like, every romantic thing ever, he's like, oh, this is what girls want. Okay. It's literally, I mean, it's what they say in the synopsis. It's Hallmark meets Fifty Shades. Mm-hmm. This author, it sounds like to me, watched a few Hallmark movies mm-hmm. and watched the Fifty Shades and franchise and made a little sandwich. And at the center of that sandwich was Parker's dick. Yep, yep. Yeah. I'm going to put a baby in you for Christmas. Yeah, I can't. I can't. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> Yay. For me, I'd be like, wait, what? You want what? <laughs> yeah. That, no. Yeah. No. See, no. and that's, yeah, I really, like, I. it was one of those stories where I'm like, if I read Lake and Cassie in, like, a different story or different context, like, even if there was, like, they appeared in, like, another book beforehand, right. and then you got to, you know, meet them each or whatever, I feel like I would have appreciated them more. Yeah. But, like, I just had such a hard time really kind of rooting for anybody like I just kept thinking Parker get your head out of your ass like yeah. what what fix yourself like what's wrong what's wrong go to therapy figure it out yep. you know and then with Lake I'm like she's she's got a pretty she's got her head on her shoulders like she I think really she's does. okay and she knows what she wants mm-hmm. you know and even this guy isn't going to compromise that she's still willing to leave and go find a job she gets a job in Chicago, right. you know, even at Those the end. Those are all very attractive, great qualities. Yeah. Why don't we see any of Parker noticing any of that? Right. Like, He's wow, just like, I so want funny. that pussy. Yeah, all it was was, I want that pussy. I want to put babies in her. I'm going to take care of her and protect her. Yeah, yeah. that's what I do. I would have rather him have like a little bit yeah. of a catharsis and like, oh, wow, she's like, she's really driven. I wish I was like that. Right. And or, I, oh, wow. I like a good alpha man um, romance. Like, I mean, sure. I really do. But that's not... That's not what this book, like it was alpha in all the wrong ways. Mm -hmm. Like, so that's, yeah, that's, I mean, really that kind of wraps it all together for me is I'm just like, there wasn't enough love. There wasn't enough of them. And, you know, it it could have been in another story, another day, another time. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's, that's what I've got to say about that. I concur. I agree. Do you, do you have anything else major or do you want to move on to grading the book? 
trying to think, oh, we covered all the bases pretty much. Uh, empty fuckery and Christmas and stereotypes and Hallmark. And, yeah, I think we're good. I think empty we're really great. <laughs> okay, so typically we grade books for story, syntax, and sexcapades. On a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the very best that it could be, I've added an extra category for boobs, miss, because Ooh. we're also grading for Santa. Okay. So holiday spirit, festivities, you know, what have you. So um, let's start with story. Out of 10, what do you think? Oh, I feel like I'm going to be so mean. It's all no, so go for it. First instincts. Two. Whoa. Okay. I'm yeah. So, <laughs> so mean. No, it's like, well, oh. and you have to say, I mean, we talked about this um, as we began the recording is that you're other experience was with my lady's choosing right that was which my is first a very, romance I've ever done and that one even even then is a very different unconventional true romance novel if people haven't read okay if people yeah. haven't read my lady's choosing it's a choose your own romance adventure so you have the possibilities of multiple endings like it's very fun so I'm with you. It's very this one's very different mm-hmm. from that. Um, I was a little more generous. I gave it a five oh, that's nice. because I feel like I did like the end, but not the first most. <laughs> I can't even say the first half. It's like more like the first ninety percent. <laughs> but I feel like the, there were all the story elements there. It just wasn't put together. Yeah. I, yeah, and anyway, that's gonna be probably my lowest grade of the of the four. So it's obviously mine. I was really mean. Yeah, but I just yeah, it just felt empty to me. I'm yeah, just not finished. It was like good ideas, but not yeah, out. exactly. And the flow was off to me. Mm-hmm. Like it would speed up and then just wrap it up really fast in certain spots. And I'm like, wait a minute. What? Well, that might tie in too with syntax also. So that's gonna be the second grade. Is out of ten. What do you think for syntax? Four. Oh, okay, a little higher. Yeah. Yeah. Or you know what? I think I'm so horrible. Maybe I'd swap it. Maybe I'd give the story a four and the syntax. So they have a combined six. (laughs) Either way, maybe maybe all the grades together will add up to ten. Maybe it will. I'm so bad. I'm bad at a math. No, I mean I gave it. I gave it a six, giving, and I gave the story a five. So I'm like, okay, I felt like it was a little bit better than the story itself. It's not. It's not that I didn't like the writing. It's, you know, like, but I I could tell where I'm like, okay, I feel like you're trying to tell us how to feel a certain way Mm -hmm. by reading this. Um, A lot of the word choice was fine. It got a little cheesy for me with like all the Christmas fucking, but um, yeah, it was, it was fine. I did like the sex scene. So I think Mm -hmm. that's like kind of what brought it up a little bit, um, which leads us right into sexcapades. Ow. So out of 10 sexcapades. You know, in the few sexcapades that there were, because there Mm -hmm. were few, it seemed to me, I was like, wow, there's like not that, there's like a couple little trysts that they have. See, and I thought there were a lot. Really? Considering like how short the story is, I was like, they fuck more than they talk. I'm trying to think. So there was the, they fucked in the bathroom. Mm -hmm. That was the first one? Well, they hook up in, in the house, like in Cassie's house on like the couch. Oh, right. And so there's, like, a hookup, and then they, like, fuck once, and then I think they fuck again after he tells her he's a convict. Right. And then there's Santa fucking at the end. Right. Yeah, so I was like, that's, like, four scenes. Like, oh, okay. So I mean, if greedy. you wanted more, that's fine. <laughs> more. That's absolutely fine. I would have liked the story to be a bit longer and flushed out. Yeah. And more trysts that kind of unveil all these different feelings and how they mm-hmm, like each mm-hmm, other. Mm-hmm. And I would have liked the trysts to be 
Yeah. For me, there weren't enough. That's but fine. the few that there were, I thought were lovely. Good. So I'm going to say seven. Okay, cool. Yeah, I yeah. gave it a seven, too. Whereas I, I was like, I like the scenes they have. Um, they weren't the most romantic. That's not to say sex always has to be romantic. Right, but, you know, I wanted, like, even, like, a progression. Like, at the end, when he gives her, like, some control, I was like, oh, okay. I'm seeing, like, a little bit of change in, like, the sexual dynamic. Yeah. Great. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, it was mm, it was a little empty. Yeah. Yeah. Empty fuckery. Empty fuckery. (laughs) Seven for empty fuckery. Cool. Okay. Well, and now having read two romances, you've read a novella Mm -hmm. and then you've read sort of this like choose your own adventure romance. I mean, I feel like we've got to, we've got to get you a traditional romance novel. I was listening to one of your episodes. Oh God, I'm going to kick myself for not knowing which exact one it was. But you had a guest on. It was a really good, good romance novel. And I was like, okay, I'm going to, you know, pop my romance novel cherry with that one. But it was some sort of pirate romance? Yes. That's what you wrote in your notes. It was like a pirate romance something something. And I was like, okay. I'm down for that. I'll okay. I'll have Johnny to circle De- back and, like, see what pirate romance we discussed. I know that yeah. I read one this this season that was really good. Um, so, I mean, if pirate romance is your thing, we'll, I mean, we'll I don't make know it happen. what's my thing because I'm so new to it. <laughs> but when she described it, I was like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. That sounds kind of nice. I so feel- you're not giving up on the genre. I'm not giving up on the genre. I am, I'm listening to more episodes and trying to you know, find what would sound good to me and explore that. But so far it's been, you know, my lady's choosing, which as you said, is a category in itself. And it's kind of dipping your toes in the water, not really all in. It's like the coffee table book version of romance. Yes. So I've I've had that and then I've had this, whatever the fuck this is. (laughs) Empty fuckery. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. So we'll have to find you something, but you're just, you're just moving your, yourself up the ladder, the rungs of romance. Yes. So we'll find you something to enjoy, hopefully with a pirate or two. I I hope so. Okay. So in the spirit of boobsmith. Okay. I've prepared a game for us to play titled Tit or Tat. I love it. And this is a would you rather-esque game. And I'm going to offer you a series of scenarios in which you will select one or the other. And all of these are words, phrases, and themes that come directly from today's reading, A Bad Boy for Christmas by Alex Wolf. So, are you it. ready? I am so ready. This sounds fun. Okay. And I've got 12 of them because, you know, 12, 12 Days, days of Boobsmith. It's okay. only appropriate. All righty. All right. Christmas or Thanksgiving? Christmas. Okay. Twitter or Facebook? Facebook. I don't even have a Twitter now that I think about it. Oh, okay. You should. You're funny. I feel like everybody funny should have Twitters because then you just like, you know, say something and it's like a sentence and that's it. Basically, the only reason I have Facebook is just because... It's the only way I can spy on people and hang out with people and know what's going on in their yeah. lives when they don't live in my vicinity. Right, or right. I don't know what's going on. I feel like I can That's why everybody up. has a Facebook. Yeah, pretty you know? much. I'm like, all oh, my hometown friends that I don't see ever. I want to see pictures of your new baby. Yeah. Like, you know. Family. That's how, like, all my relatives keep in touch is via Facebook. Yeah. So Facebook and Insta are my favorites. But maybe yeah. Or as they say tweet. in this book, twit book. Twit book. Yes. yes. Um, a bad boy or a nice guy? <sighs> See, I'm that typical girl. It's like, I want both. Right. Um, reformed bad boy. Reformed That's what bad she's boy. Like. That's what I want. <laughs> you know, I'm going to say, I'm going to say nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know what? They don't finish last. They don't. Mm-mm. And I like to laugh. 
I yes. like comedy in my life and joy. A bad boy is not going to give me. It's like, hey, what's up? Yeah. I feel like I'm going to ask him, how, how'd your day go? It's fine. I don't like, want I don't angst. Want I don't, I don't want to. In fact, when um, on Shelf Love podcast, which is another romance review podcast, they're right. wonderful. Um, she asks for an angst rating for each book. <laughs> I and it. I was like, as I was reading this, I was like, oh my gosh, I have to text Andrea and tell her that the angst rating on this one is like off the charts. <laughs> so, so high. Angsty. I mean, would 19, 20 year old me go for it? Yes. Yeah. 18, bad boy all the way. Like I watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I was Ooh, yeah, angel spike. all in. Oh, I was spy. I was like <laughs> all about spike. spike. Yeah. I was both. <laughs> it was like, ooh, I'll take a three She had a that. type for sure. She did. So yeah, a couple years ago, I'd say bad boys, but now, like now that I'm a practical thirty-something-year-old woman, I'm yes, like, I just want a nice dude I can laugh. With. <laughs> I'm not looking for a lot here. No, <laughs> Chicago or Indianapolis? I've been to neither. Mm, so only because <laughs> I hear guess. <laughs> I hear people talk about Chicago more. Mm-hmm. I'll just say Chicago. I would, yeah. I mean, I lived in Chicago, so I'm biased. I know, but right? I was like, you kind of know that area. Indianapolis is in Indiana, which means it's already off my list. Oh, yeah. No, like, my... <laughs> no shade, by the way, to people who live no, in Indiana. No, of course. <laughs> I just, I've driven through parts of Indiana, and it was less exhilarating than living in <laughs> Chicago. So that's why I made that choice. That's totally fair. Coffee or tea? Tea. I drink green tea every day. Oh, good for you. It's good for you. Yeah. Hot chocolate or eggnog? Hot chocolate? Who wants nog sloshing around? <laughs> I just can't. I hear nog and I'm just like, Ugh. What if there's brandy in the nog? I mean, I'll sip on it if you put it in front of me, but... <laughs> but like, I'm not going to go out choice, of my way. I'm going to go out of my way to nog it up. I'm cool, just, I'm cool. I'm going to stay with some hot cocoa. Um, this came from his mention. This was when they were discussing prison. <laughs> File down toothbrush yeah. or make wine in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, you know, I'm from Oakland. I'm gonna say toothbrush. You gotta defend your damn self. Okay. And what are you gonna drink out of the toilet? Come on now. I well I'm just wondering how you doing that. How are you, doing <laughs> how are you making it? Is I'm that curious? like a euphemism for pee? Like... It's gotta be. It's gotta <laughs> so let's file down those toothbrushes. Let's, uh, file that shit down. I'm down for that instead of yeah. Twilight zone mm-hmm. or twilight. Oh. Hmm. Oh, that depends on what kind of mood you're in. <laughs> you interpret it as you will. I know. Oh, well, mm. oh, that's, again, 1920-something me would have been like, Twilight! Yeah. But I'll say Twilight Zone, just cool. because, yeah. There's been a Twilight movie marathon on lately on TV, so I I've know, definitely it's... caught um, some bits. I mean, has <laughs> it been on my iPad while I'm making breakfast? I mean, sure. Yeah. It's on. Yeah. I'll watch some mouth breathing and awkwardness. Whiskey or fruity drinks? Whiskey. whiskey. And I'm not I'm not saying that because I think that's what guys want to hear, so I'm going to say whiskey. I genuinely <laughs> enjoy whiskey. That's nice. my drink of choice. How do you drink it? I drink it on the rocks. Just straight up. Just straight up. Nice. And then sometimes I, my stomach is really sensitive, so I'm a big ginger ale fan. I love okay. the taste of it, so I'll do a whiskey ginger ale most of the time. Interesting. Okay, yes. cool, And cool. then I'll just sip it throughout the night, because I nice. like that. Because the fruities, even though they taste good, it's so much sugar that it just, it's yeah. gross. What do you call fruity drinks? I know this because you said it to me <laughs> off uh, off microphone. I call them giant drinks. Giant. <laughs> yes. I walk up to the bartender. I was like, hey, man. And I do this usually with cute bartenders that I'm trying to hit on. I say, hey, can I get a giant drink? And they're like, what? What does that mean? I was like, it's a vagina drink. Something sugary. I can't taste the alcohol. 
like that's my that's my kind of drink. <laughs> I want the girliest thing you got on the menu. And then they laugh and they're like, "Oh, you're funny and endearing." And then they buy me a drink. And that's how you. Do it. <laughs> I'll take that giant drink so for take free. That, you know, just say, "Hey, I want to give me a giant drink." Yeah. But no, I I prefer whiskey. And okay. It's, yeah, and it sits better with my system. It makes me kind of surly, which I like. And Good. I, I I dig it. Yeah. That's, you just sip it. You're girl. like, mm, I feel the broodiness setting yes. in. <laughs> White Christmas or Christmas every day. Whatever what? What song that is. <laughs> White Christmas or Christmas every day. I always thought that White Christmas referred to snow. I'm talking about uh, like the song. Oh, those are. That's remember. There's like the moment where she's like like, general concept. She like is like Alexa, play Christmas music. I was like, by the way, I was like, that's the most millennial fucking Christmas thing I've ever read in a book. Is Alexa, play Christmas music. Oh, I can't. And she plays White Christmas. White Christmas. Uh, White Christmas, or what was the other option? Christmas Every Day. That's the one he serenades her with that we're both... That we don't know We don't know. We're going to have to is. listen to it after this episode. Oh, I'm going to say White Christmas just because, again, I've never once heard that song. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, Santa's Belly mm-hmm. or Elf Ears. Oh, Elf Ears. Okay. I went through a big Orlando Bloom Legolas phase. Yeah. Like, That's one sexy elf. I'll yeah. take pointy ears. Look at those Bellies ears. are nice, too. I don't mind them. They're lovely. But <laughs> if I had um, my choice. Ears. Yeah. Yeah. No, fair. <laughs> Give me a little bit of both. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Belly and ears. Public proposal or private proposal? Private. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know what? I've, I've thought about this and like, I honestly, I love watching videos of proposals. Like it's proposals and pregnancy announcements. Like I love watching them, but only because they're so like outlandish and like, I'm just like, if, if, and when someone proposes to me, I want it to either be like big fucking news or I want it to be like we're at home in the shower or something like hey here's a ring thoughtfulness yeah if it's big and elaborate but it has to do with us it has to yeah because if you're just like proposing to me like well see you're a Disney person so my my example was going to be like I don't want you to propose to me at Disneyland in front of the castle like that's not for me you know but don't do that. But, I mean, like, something that's specific to the two of you that's really special. Right. Sure, you can go, like, it'd be nice to have your family there and mm-hmm. witness this and have it on tape and stuff. That's the only thing that I find endearing about a public proposal or something big. Yeah. Is if it's personal to the two of you and funny and right. and big and also that your family is there and they can experience it too. Yeah. Sure. But, yeah, I think I'd want private and if, you better choose all. better music than bruno mars's marry me i mean that's on. his song right that is his song. i'm yeah i'm just like i can't count the number of proposal videos i've watched where it's that one i've I'm only just seen like, one and it was a friend of a friend and he's a dancer mm-hmm. and they did it in, in downtown disney yeah <laughs> but they choreographed because they're both dancers yeah so it worked for them right and it was cute yeah but now unfortunately every time i hear that song all i see is just like them dancing and doing that choreography right like, damn it I'm just like, me. well, it makes me think, I'm like, um, if a musician writes, like, a proposal marry me song, they're going to, like, corner the market. Like, right. they need to, like, get out there and do it because what, we just have that one and then we have, like, the slow train song oh, that's no, marry me. Oh, no, you can't do that. Kelly, if you do that, then we're going to have baby reveal song. We're going to have, it's a girl. It's like, no, no. It's a girl. <laughs> Like, oh, you can play whichever. No, I can't. Oh my god, I want a baby worse. reveal song no. so bad. That would be fantastic. <laughs> I'm, I'm pregnant. It's now the time. <laughs> I can't. Oh 
Oh, God, that would be great. Okay, well, there's nothing left for us to do besides give away a boobylicious holiday prize package. Yay, now it's really an Ellen episode. Yeah. Give away things. So for today's giveaway, we asked Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook users what they're most thankful for this holiday season. And before I share some of my responses that I got from you guys, um, Kristen, what are you most thankful for? Oh, gosh. This year, this week, whatever it might be. This year. Oh, I'm just going to say that it, it's a generic response, but it's so true. Friends friends and family. Yeah. Like I've been going through some tough personal stuff and having a lot of struggling with anxiety and depression a lot, actually, with me. And again, the constant that gets me through those waves has been the people around me. Like, I'm really, really lucky to have yeah. roommates that I love and adore and my family that's always in my corner and I can't imagine you know going through things in life and not having that buffer some people don't yeah and so I'm just really thankful that I have that I know my initial thought is always like oh well like the easy response is like friends and family but everybody's got that and then I think no like like, some people aren't as lucky to be surrounded by people some people live far away from their families some people don't grow up in big families you know where family have the family um dynamic at all like so and true unconditional love that's something that's really yeah you know I just because I was raised with it Mm -hmm. I it really makes you realize like wow some people don't have that yeah it's not as common as you think yeah it's really special so I'm really thankful for friends and family good good well that seemed to be like a very popular response amongst um the people that did respond to our post um Feminists Without Mystique, which is another wonderful Lady Pod Squad podcast. They said, we're thankful for the wonderful, supportive Lady Pod Squad community, friends and family far and wide, and for all working to make this world a better place, especially on days like Thanksgiving, when many of us sit down at the table and attempt to patiently discuss Mm -hmm. politics. Oh, good lord. (laughs) They actually published a really good... um, podcast episode where it's all about like how to approach the topic of politics and stuff like that when you're (laughs) sitting down at family gatherings yes so yeah definitely recommend um sky uh, this is writer sky mcdonald she actually just uh appeared on the live stream episode that we did at the end of November. Um, And uh, she said, I'm thankful to be able to spread love in this world via so many avenues. Sexy stories being a big one. (laughs) I love that. Um, Instagram user Amy Bell said, Happy Thanksgiving. I'm thankful for my partner getting the weekend off so I'm not wrangling our children solo. (laughs) Yay! (laughs) That's a great one. I love that. team. Yeah. Maybe the other half of your team. Yeah, for sure it is. It's a team effort. And we don't even have kids. No. I'm just like, mm, anybody that does, I'm just like I in awe. you. Yeah. So we had, we had a few more responses that were all very much focused around friends, family, you know, having a good support system. So I'm, I'm thankful that so many of you out there, you know, have this system, this yeah. wonderful you know, surrounding love. And I'm happy to be a minor, minor part of that. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm thankful for our listeners who, you know, enjoy the podcast and everything. And that's a, that's why I do it. So yeah, it's a great podcast kill. Oh, you stop. It's a good time for ladies. It's a good time for women in general. And this podcast is so good yeah thank you well and i hope men listen too but well, they better but I yeah mean, i mean educate es- your damn selves especially our, <laughs> our little like kind of podcast network we've put together with the lady pod squad team like it's it's very much i'm i'm so in awe of like i've never 
you know, I mean, we're both in the arts and I've never done any project where I felt so supportive before. So supported, um, by other artists like everyone is very much there to like uplift each other and yeah. encourage you it's not like competition yeah not compete at all like very very supportive so I'm thankful for all of you and our giveaway winner for the fourth day of Boozmas, chosen at random is Amy Bell Amy Bell congrats Amy thank you so much for commenting and entering the boobies the newbies giveaway um, happy boobs, Miss, to you. You've happy got a boobs, Miss Bell. Are yeah, you to Kristen Bell by any chance? I think it's a different. I think <laughs> wouldn't that be great though? That's wouldn't like when I tell awesome? people I'm related to the person that started Reynolds Rap. That's a solid one. I mean, like if you've got it in the or Ryan Reynolds, I guess right. is like you know the newer one. But I don't want to be related to him because he's too yummy. Yeah, I know he's way too pretty. Can't have those it's kind of thoughts fair. about somebody you're related to. <laughs> no, that's frowned upon. That's not nice. Yeah, but I'll message you, Amy. You've got a little prize coming your way. Congrats, congrats, um, Amy. I hope everybody continues listening to the Boobsmith episodes. We've got you know eight more. Eight more to go, eight more giveaways, eight more romance reviews, and they're coming in hot. I love it. So without further ado, on the fourth day of Boobs Miss, my lover gave to me four, four dukes, dukes of, of fucking. fucking. Happy holidays, everybody. Happy holidays. On the fourth day of Boobs Miss, my lover gave to me four dukes of fucking three bot plugs, two nipple clamps, and a Thanks so much for listening. Boobies and Newbies is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.